guys, and welcome to the Chance Podcast. If you have never listened to this podcast before, I am your host, Brady Phelps. Hostess with the mostest. I'm at Lob Shots, that wonderful voice that you just heard. With, with, <laughs> the, fly, with fly the fly attacking him <laughs> is Rick Romero at RJ Stroh. Rick, what's going on, dude? Oh, hey guys. Um, you know, it's good to be back. We're it's just you and I again. It's just us again. Yeah, just it, the two of us. And it, oh, see, that's that was terrible. Yeah, that was that was bad. Leave, let's leave the singing to me. On this okay, podcast. okay, okay. Just the two of us. Yeah, way better. Way yeah. creepier. Uh, yeah, it is. It was last week's episode was the one of the more bizarre in the sense that it's just outside of the norm of what we normally record. We were not in a place we were familiar with. We were we were filming downtown. Yeah, social tap. Ball, yeah, overlooking the ballpark at social tap, which was rad. Yeah, we had a, a million degree light on us again because Fox Sports San Diego Padres POV. I feel like it only bothers you though. I am I run hot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I run hot. Uh, but yeah, it was super fun. Uh, Lisa Lane, always great. Um, it was our second Padres POV episode. Yeah. Cool that they brought us back. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think? And and. Like we kind of recorded something for another segment, so we should be back possibly this week, maybe the following week. So not only are we on, still it'll like by the time this drops, yeah, th- there probably will be another episode that we're on on Fox Sports San Diego, right? Pro- well, by the time this drops, like we'll they'll still be playing last week's episode, right? Yeah. Right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, but and then we set it up because we talked a little bit of fantasy football. Yeah where we'll probably be on their next week's episode as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be basically two straight weeks of Zero Chance Pod Yeah. on on Fox Sports San Diego Pottery's POV. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that. it. And this cool, was huh? cool because John from Thunderhawk joined us. Yeah. However, <laughs> in the edited down version, there wasn't a lot of airtime for our boy yeah. John. He, yeah. was, he was on screen rocking his Thunderhawk hat. And he was pretty much eating the entire time on that video segment. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a point in the podcast when I was like, John, you got something in your beard, man. But it's cool. It's not like we're on live TV. <laughs> and that part was not in, which was... They didn't really do outtakes this time, or did they? There was outtakes, yeah. A- at the end? Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, it I seems didn't... shorter, though, than the previous one. Oh, so I didn't get... I didn't see... I recorded it, but I haven't okay. seen the outtakes. Okay, so you gotta... Let me guess. You're, you're making fun of me again? Uh... No, I don't think so. I think I think it was uh, you making fun of somebody else. Oh, well, that doesn't seem like very characteristic yeah, of me. Yeah, uh, It was super fun, though. I was bummed that John didn't get a little more uh, speaking time on the clip that they edited down. Uh, but it was really... And it led with us this week. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was sitting there, I was like, okay, because like, normally every other time that I've been on POV, it's been like the last segment. Yeah. And they led off with us. Yeah, led like, off hey. with us. And, I mean, they even had, like, a Fran Meal interview. Yeah. And, I mean, so it's not like they didn't have other good content. Yeah. Uh, but they they led with uh, ZCP. Yeah. yeah. What's up, Batting leadoff. Batting yeah. leadoff there. Little, 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 get a little air knocks right there. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was pretty cool. Did you notice? This was wild for me. So, I don't know. I'm sure there are some hard listeners who like you know listen to us every every week which is by the way kind of mind-blowing in and of itself that people even listen to this podcast so if you're listening 
we are genuinely thankful that you listen to this podcast. Yeah, like, it's really definitely. cool. Um, but if you listen to the podcast and you watched the Fox Sports episode, you'll notice that there was some very, very creative editing that went on there. Yeah. And it was eerie for me because they spliced complete sentences of mine together. Yeah. Like I started a sentence, said a bunch of stuff in the middle, finished the sentence, and they just took out all that middle crap uh-huh. and turned it into one sentence. Yeah. And it was seamless to the point where I couldn't even tell the difference and I was the one who spoke it. Yeah. Imagine how short your Jeff Cirillo story would have been if <laughs> the, the editor oh, got a hold of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how short it would have been if, I don't know, a baseball game wasn't happening, <laughs> unfolding in front of us from that I had to explain uh, to the people. Um, yeah, no, like it's a, it's a miracle what having two cameras and B-roll will do to your editing. Yeah, and I don't know the role that Ryan plays in editing. Ryan is the producer of the show, um, but he there was no fly on you just now, by the way. Felt like it. Um, but he, he was great. Yeah. He set that up pretty quick. Uh, we were going to uh, film at Thunderhawk. Today we're at Alesmith, by the way. It was another scheduling thing where we weren't able to mess uh, with yeah. Thunderhawk. Uh, well, Thunderhawk's open. Yeah, they're open. Today, and, so, so, and, yeah. and although Alesmith is also open, yeah. uh, we were able to have a little more secluded space yeah. here where yeah. it was really loud and chaotic last time when we tried to do Thunderhawk while it was open. And we're just spoiled. You yeah. know, We're spoiled that yeah. we get it all to ourselves. Exactly. On our normal re- record date, and but it was cool that instead of doing that, John just came with us instead, and that was that was fun. It was fun to finally get him on a pod for the whole the whole podcast. Yeah, even though a lot of it was talking baseball, which is probably not too terribly high on his priority of list of yeah. things to talk about. Yeah. Did you happen to see, by the way? I, I know we didn't even talk about this, but um, he did. You know, our, our buddy DK. Um, yeah, he does the SD Chronicle. Uh huh. Um, one of his coworkers interviewed John, and they went to Thunderhawk. Did yeah, you see that tweet. That I did. Yeah. Um, so I haven't confronted John yet for cheating on yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Having another podcast yeah. at, at Thunderhawk. Yeah, but don't yeah. don't you worry. I'm gonna share words. Yeah, I'm gonna have some words with our boy John. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was super fun. I'm glad. I'm glad that we did it. It was really kind of. So I ran into. Uh, ran into i went to go to see my wife brooke her folks and they were like hey we watched you on tv last night and i was like oh that's cool hey i got the fly the fly okay can you help 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 bring me back to this story about that i'm about to tell okay actually no let me finish this thought and then let's get to that fly that you just killed because that was very good miyagi so (laughs) But I went over, it was cool. I got like a text from a coworker and it was like, it's just a screen grab of us saying uh-huh. like, you guys are great. We saw a tweet by that idiot Gavin friend of ours um, that he saw. Who's friend? Friend? Sorry. Idiot Gavin. Okay. That, there you go. Yeah. We know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who, who tweeted out the photo. And then I ran in. Uh, ran, what did I keep saying? I ran into, I went to go visit with my family, Brooks folks, my wife's parents. And. And they were like, hey, we saw you on TV last night. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. And they're like, why didn't you tell us you were going to be on TV? I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't think about it. Yeah. But I just think it's so fun when people randomly reach out to you. They're like, dude, you're on TV. And I'm like, dude, I know. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, it's pretty fun. So last night. All right. To set circling the stage, back around. Yeah, circling the fly, back yeah. around. You, you just had this fly hovering over your head. It's, it's, yeah. And it was, a, it was more like a gnat. Right? Yeah, like it was a like little, a fruit fly or yeah, something. That's, like that's a better, yeah, that's a better description. Yeah, fruit fly. And so you just swooped it because they're they're slow and yeah and dumb. I'm quick. And yeah, you're quick like Miyagi. 
So I feel like I'm pretty good when it comes to swooping flies out of the air. My reflexes are still pretty sharp. And especially if I have a fly swatter, it's like these suckers don't have a, a yeah. chance. Yeah. And so last night, right before I was going to bed to go up and um, finish watching a show, I saw a fly in my kitchen. And our kitchen is like the backsplash is all white. The cupboards are all white. So a fly really kind of stands out. There's not a lot of room to hide. But if it goes into the side dining area of my place, then it's like, you know, dark wood and it's it can really blend in really well. So I see this fly and immediately I just swoop it out of midair and which I love. That's my favorite thing to do. Don't even wait for them to land. Yeah. Just whack them out of midair and then get them on the ground. And and I thought I was done. And as I was leaving, I mean, a fly did a flyby right up, right across my face, just taunting me. Well, so I turned retaliation around. Yeah. He saw that I killed his buddy. And yeah. so he came right at me. So I went back. I grabbed the fly swatter and I saw him flying around. I took a swing and I was like in his flight path. And so it kind of like spun him up and kind of threw him for a loop. And then he like was like whirling out of control and then kind of picked back up. But it was still kind of wild. And so he's he and then he just didn't land and I couldn't find him. He went over and I but I really wanted to kill the fly. It really bothered me. I don't know why. And I kept watching it and waiting. And then I would see it come by and it would be it just wouldn't land. I think it's because it was so disoriented from me messing with its flight pattern and probably like damaging a wing or something that its equilibrium was all off and it was doing loop-de-loops and it just would not land and I could not kill it. And I'm not kidding and I'm not exaggerating. 20 minutes, about as long as this story, yeah. 20 minutes, I sat there waiting for, and I only saw it for a combined 13 seconds in that 20 minutes, but it was enough to piss me off and it just yeah. kept, every time it flew by like out of the corner of my eye and then it would be gone, it made me so angry that I just couldn't, and then I finally, at like at 15 minutes, I was like, okay, this is insane. I need to go upstairs. I need to go to bed. Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. And so I put the fly swatter down and I went to walk away and then yeah, right across my comes. eyes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my. And that got another five minutes out of me. And I was like, okay, I'm bigger than this. I'm, I have more willpower. Like, it is psychotic, psychotic to stand in your kitchen for 20 minutes trying to take down a single fly. So then I do it. I'm like, okay, willpower. I got this. I, I put it down and I walked off. And I felt like that was a major victory for me. Now, I felt terribly defeated by this idiotic insect. Flies are insects, right? Yeah. So I go upstairs and I told my wife, I'm like, babe, I know I've been downstairs for 20. I know I said I was coming right up as soon as I started the dishwasher and made the coffee and whatever. But this fly it was taunting me. It was inside my head. It was like owned real estate in my brain. And I couldn't, I couldn't leave. 20 minutes she's like you're insane I'm like yeah i know thank you but i'm gonna get that fly i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna get it so fast forward through the night come down this morning and my wife goes oh there's that fly <laughs> and so my kids are sitting right there at the bar like we have kind of this bar still area on the side of our kitchen yeah and my wife's standing there making uh lunches for school and she goes, oh, there's that fly. And I see it wrap around and come and it lands. My wife had a, her hair up in a bun and it landed right on top of the bun. And my daughter goes, daddy, get it. And I'm like, I'm not going to take a fly swatter <laughs> to, to Brooke's head. So I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting inside the fly's brain now, right? I know this thing is fast because I dealt with it all last night. So I anticipated that it would fly away as soon as I made my move. So I swooped across with a hand grab 
an inch above my wife's bun on her hair. And right as I swooped across and closed my fist, freaking locked that sucker up. And Atlee, my daughter, is like, did you get it, Daddy? And I'm like, yeah. And I could feel like buzzing. But I couldn't. You open your hand. I couldn't close my fist anymore. Yeah. yeah. And I knew it wasn't dead. So I didn't know what to So I just turned the water on in the faucet and stuck my closed fist under the water until the water flushed it out. And I got it in the garbage disposal and turned the garbage disposal on. And it was sweet, sweet victory. And my wife didn't even feel that I swooped it off of the bun on her head. Is that not the worst story you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> I was waiting for the fly to come back out of the garbage no, disposal. No, it didn't. It yeah. is deed and I win. Okay, okay. Just so, am I ever allowed to speak again on this just podcast? Just like the <laughs> 30 seconds it took me to get that fruit fly right here at uh, at old Alesmith here. Yep, well, yeah. that was a different scenario. Like I said, uh, yeah. fruit flies are... Um, Speaking of 20 dumb. minutes, though, um, <laughs> that, that light over here at Alesmith... Every time we come and record a podcast here, I sit at that light Maybe for a good come up twenty with a minutes. Different way, or just start running it. Just start running it and try not to get in the head on. Yeah, yeah. I hey, so one of the things that we do. You want to talk more about that light? I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, Sorry. no. That's all. That's all I need to say. <laughs> that's all you had to say I, about yeah, the light. I just had to let it be known there. Um, okay, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We got uh, Le'Veon Bell holding out. Um, I just had two fantasy football drafts, and he was. Uh, the number two overall, I picked him in both drafts. Obviously, Speaking not knowing that he fantasy was fantasy drafts. We got a fantasy oh, draft yeah, going on over here. here. Oh my gosh, they're wearing jerseys and they're taping a giant, like I'm talking ten by six. Uh, can they hear me? <laughs> uh, anyway, probably it's a it's a, it's a giant uh, standings or fly picking. If I just said fly. Okay, so Le'Veon on Bell, hold yeah. out. We got to get to that. Got to get to that. We got to get a lot of things. A lot of Padres yeah, talk. A lot of Padres talk. Uh, Fran Meal is mashing. Um, uh, Robert Stock is throwing the ball incredibly hard. Will Myers and Fortnite. Do you want to just get into the the Will Myers thing? Yeah, let's jump into the Padres right now. Okay, so let's let's yeah. get some Padres talk. Where do you want to yeah. start? Andy Green extension. Although it wasn't technically an extension, it was more just an affirmation. Let's talk about Will not Will Myers first. Okay. Yeah. Young Willie. Young Willie. Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, Will Myers, uh, it came to be... Breaking uh, news. Breaking news on the Zero Chance yeah. Pod, if you don't know the news that's already broke. Breaking news is Carlos Asuaje, who is a massive gamer. He's got his own gaming company, Motive 8. And he was streaming Fortnite, as people do. Yeah. So it's a live stream. Anyone can record it. And in the background, later identified as Will Myers and a couple other guys. I don't know. Do they know who else was back there with him? Uh, I didn't see who else it was. And I don't have the direct quotes, but he was basically Will. It's Will making, you know, uh, talking bad about Andy Green. Yeah. You know, saying, he, dude, he's having us do ground ball drills in September, like dude. Relays. Yeah. And, relays yeah. and like garbage in these like. Andy could not be any worse than he or could not do any worse than he's doing right now. So is that yeah. the quote? Uh, close enough. Close enough, I think. Um, and then you hear a Swahe go, dude, I'm streaming this. <laughs> and then there's like this awkward silence. Yeah. And then just two guys just start laughing. So it's Will and one other, at least one other guy yeah. just start laughing like, well, yeah. okay. You know, like we're busted. Yeah. And, and then they just cross their fingers and hope that it never, you know, comes to fruition. But it did, and everyone has done an article on it. Everyone. Yahoo. Yeah. Awful announcing. Obviously, the Union Tribune, MLB.com. Everyone's gotten interviews from Will and Andy since then, everyone except for podcasts. Um, 
So what's your take? What's your spin? What's your uh, what's what's your hot lava fire take on what happened and how do you think it all went down and how do you think it was handled? Uh, I I think it was handled fine. Like it's it's one of those things where I feel like anybody who's ever played sports they've had some a little bit of animosity towards their manager. You don't want to do a certain drill. You're like, oh god, man, like coach was the worst today. He made us do these drills. But it's like more of a uh, one-on-one conversation with like you know a teammate or whatever, and I feel like that's what it was. However, it was just streamed for everybody to see, and he ended up getting caught. See, he owned up to it though. That's the thing. He he didn't go like, oh, that wasn't me. That wasn't right. me. Right. Yeah. I don't. I think he was kind of his hand was forced into owning up to it. You know, like because it's pretty easy to tell that's him. His voice. Um. I have mixed feelings about this one. Like, part of me is like, whatever. They're still kids. They're playing video games. They're amongst themselves. It was a private conversation. Um, but I, I'm so pro Andy Green that when he said like Andy could not be doing any worse right now, ooh, I was like, oh, that's not that's not good. Like, because I feel I thought that Andy had a pretty good, solid control of the clubhouse. And that a comment like that suggests otherwise. Yeah. Now there is an element that I heard kind of bounced around that, you know, Aswahe had just been I think demoted to AAA or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that it could be like he's the worst man. They didn't know what he's doing. You know, like maybe trying to like kind of boost Aswahe up a little bit um, because you know he doesn't know what he's doing, sending you down or something. You know, like he didn't say those words, but maybe. That was part of it. A little bit of a long, a little bit of a stretch there, I think. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you look. I know Will has, you know, made it very clear he's not a leader, and he's not. And honestly, hearing stuff like this, I can't imagine Hosmer saying something like this. You know what I mean? Because Hosmer knows that like what's best for the team is to actually boost Andy up and to rally support around Andy, not to talk trash about him behind his back, even if it's privately. If it, but if it's with your teammates, like. If you're part of a team, whether it's sports, business, podcast, like if you want to lead and you want people to follow and you want to set a good example, saying stuff like this behind your your manager's back is just a bad look. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of bounce back and forth. I, and I I do this a lot, right? Where I kind of take I'm like, you know, I'm logical enough where I can yeah. see both sides of the argument. Uh, and I feel like I'm doing that here and it, and sometimes it leaves it. So it's like, so what is your opinion, Brady? You know? Um, so I don't know. I, yeah. I feel a little bit mixed about it. Like, well, shouldn't somebody's jobs on the line. Who do you let go? Hypothetically. Um, that's a good question. You know, Andy, I'm forcing you to choose here. Right. So what you will really, you're asking me more of a philosophical question, right? Who's more important to a baseball team, the manager or its third or fourth best player? Just who's who's in the wrong here on this situation? Well, obviously, Will is in the wrong. Yeah. I don't think anyone can argue that. Yeah, you're going to say Andy's in the wrong when, like, within 48 hours of those comments coming, Will made three errors in one freaking game, <laughs> and Andy somehow in the wrong yeah. for making him do drills. Give me a freaking break. That was Will is wasn't a good look at wrong. all. <laughs> wasn't a good yeah. look at all. Yeah, yeah. Get your foot out of your mouth so yeah. you can stop making errors. 
But here's you know, the so thing too, like when it comes to like video games, your guard's kind of down because you're focused on like playing. But you the asked game. me to choose, right? Yeah. Which one was more in the wrong? Andy, yeah. Andy, having them do drills in yeah. September, dude, you're you're on track See, for a there, 97 loss season. There we go. That's so, what I was digging for from yeah. you. I want I want a, an answer. I okay, want well, a, my answer is yeah. I don't think Andy Green is wrong. Yeah. But I also, I mean, Will was in the wrong to say that stuff. I don't think he's in the wrong to be frustrated. Yeah, like these are adults. They're professionals. They you're they're used to doing drills in spring training and then other types of practice to get ready for the game when it when it comes time, you know, when you're at the end of the season, like his boss is asking him to do more work than what he felt was necessary and required. Yeah. And then his boss was proven right within 48 hours when he made three errors in one game. I thought Andy had a good take on it, too, when he said that he's like, look, there's other young guys on this team right now who can use these drills and we're a team so we're all doing these drills together right and but like you said like those three hairs you're like Like, you're like oh yikes so ouch i'm not mad at will i'm not mad at andy at all you're not mad you're just disappointed i'm just disappointed (laughs) it did just it made me uh, quite frankly it just made me a little bit sad yeah it made me a little bit sad that will said those things because i i want to live in a world where andy green like all these guys are ready to take a bullet for him. Yeah. Cause I am. <laughs> well, so I wish been, they would be. There's been talk of, uh, you know, Brian Mitchell of all people, uh, having problems with Andy green in the past. Um, there's been like kind of here and there stuff coming out. Like, do you think there's anything to that? Or is it just really kind of just like, you know, you're, you're not going to have every single player on the team, like on board with what you're doing. Uh, I don't think there's anything to it, no. Yeah. Uh, zero chance that everyone on the team is going to see eye to eye on everything with yeah. Andy Green. Agreed. So Agreed. I think that I don't think it's a big deal. But Brian Mitchell, though. Yeah. Who was that guy? He uh, just had a pretty solid outing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, I w- it was an okay outing. It was okay outing. Pretty solid. Yeah. You're going to argue with me? Pretty solid over yeah. okay? It was okay. It was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, comparatively comparatively it was, yes it was hall yes. of fame performance yeah um I, i'm sure preller was like oh my god thank you so much like you know like thank you for validating even an ounce of me having interest in you still so that was cool um you know what we didn't get into yet i mean god it feels forever ago because it was oh was it the n- no it was the night after we recorded down at social tap with fox sports the giveaway oh yeah we yeah, I think it was the night after. I don't remember. But the Grain Beetles. <laughs> what what did you think when you saw that? Dude, the gra- like I, I kept seeing people like I, I it wasn't on Twitter uh all day and then I kind of like jumped on and I kept seeing people talk about grain beetles and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like what what is going on right. here? This is just so bizarre. Like who's talking about grain beetles? What is this? Yeah. I kept digging and finally like I found out what it was. Yeah. I'm like I, my first saw it on AC had sent a tweet and, and said, like, the Padres have found grain beetles in the hats and they're collecting yeah. all of the giveaways. And I I'm actually like, wanted one of those hats, too. Those hats are dope. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and it was like, um, I wrote back, I, I genuinely don't know if this is a joke. I don't, like, it's a bad joke if it's yeah. a joke, but if this is real, then that's insane. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, it was real. Like, what an absolutely wild turn of events. And then fans were like leaving with them because yeah. they wanted to keep them, and yeah. and like 
of course Twitter in full force is like, this is the most Padres thing ever. You know, you can't even give a straw hat giveaway you know, night, correct? They do have a lot of weird stuff, though. Like, uh, it's just, I mean, I'm not saying this was their fault or anything. It's just it's just weird stuff. Like, the swarm of bees. They had, like, the whole, yeah. like... Well, that was definitely their fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tons of control over the bees. Um, You know, like, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It, Milton Bradley like being tackled by Buddy Black like towards <laughs> the end of the season and the playoff push. God, what a psychopath Milton Bradley turned out to yeah. be. Yeah. My gosh. See, like I, I liked him when he was on the So Padres did I. I thought he was like the yeah. best player we had on the team. Yeah. And then he turned into a psychopath. And, yeah. And like I think a domestic abuser. Not great. Um if not, I maybe fact check me on that. I really don't know. I we don't mean to slander his name. But we had Al Martin had two wives. What? Yeah, we had Al Martin too. Remember that? No. Yeah, he had two wives for a time. Really? Yeah. Polygamist. Interesting. Utah guy? No, no, no. He <laughs> wasn't. He just uh, never divorced his first wife, and oh, yeah, he just kept yeah. on kept on moving on. It's a bold bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how it plays out. Oh, dang it! Did I just botch that quote? We'll see how it works out. I don't know. Um, yeah. The the I don't I don't really blame. Uh, okay. I have a lot of friends in the Padres organization. I can say unequivocally that I have not spoken to a single one of them about this Green Beetle event. Yeah. But I, I actually don't, and maybe I'm just like a Padres, uh, you know, defender because I, I just am always looking for the positive in things. You, you find a vendor that you have no reason not to trust, a manufacturer probably in China who is making these hats for you. You obviously get them well ahead of time to ensure that you have them for the giveaway that you're pimping. Yeah. Somewhere along the production line, using straw, you know, there's a, some sort of infestation of this little beetle. Whether it happened overseas before it got here and then it got here, I'm sure they opened up a box or two and checked them. The hats look great, looked for a little quality control. Yeah. yeah. No, no sign of damage, no sign of beetles. Yeah. And then they sat in boxes. For I want to know who who was the first person to find the. It beetles. was probably one of the ushers, <laughs> who was handing him and was like, "Um, there's stuff crawling on me." Yeah. <laughs> or you know, on these hats because yeah. grain beetles they're not huge, but they're also not microscopic. Yeah. Although I think that's what Kevin AC used was microscopic. Huh. But if they're microscopic, then how, how would, would anyone know in the first place? Yeah. Unless there's a mound of like a hundred thousand of them. Yeah. That is like forming on a hat. Or they like went to grab a hat out of the box and there was like just full of dust in there like because like the grain beetles ate all the hat yeah i i don't know that well that would you know what i that's that is a fox sports padres pov episode i would watch yeah a behind the scenes look at the grain beetle incident yeah, yeah. i would i would watch that yeah jane mitchell one-on-one -on -one with the grain beetles <laughs> so beetles tell me when did you first know that you were going to infiltrate the padres specifically so I don't know. I mean, I look at something like that and I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I find it hard to actually blame the team. Like, that's something that's just like, that's just bad luck. Like, that could happen kind of to yeah. anyone, I guess. I don't know. The Denorfia bobbleheads mysteriously showing up somewhere, just yeah. dropped off. That was weird. Did you ever get to the bottom of that? No, I never did. Did you ever try to? Uh, I never really tried. I feel like we could extract that information yeah. from someone, like like some rogue employee. Yeah. 
who like got turned away by a Salvation Army and said, "Nah, let's just send him over here and drop him, <laughs> drop him in this community here, yeah, and then we'll drop him in a community here, and then we'll blame the Salvation yeah. Army." Um, hey, one of the things that we had been talking about, we've already broken news on this podcast again, is segments. Yeah. Last week we started out with a uh, goat of the week. Uh huh. And do you think you you want to you want to get into that again? Yeah. And then we've got a new segment after yeah. goat of the week. New segment. Another segment. All yeah. right. No no spoilers. Spoiler alert. No spoilers. Yeah. All right. You want to start? Who's your goat of the week? Okay, I'll start on this one. Yeah. So my goat of the week is the bullpen cart. Oh. The bullpen the cart. The bullpen cart. You know, you and I, like, we've been. This is a storied history. That this we is have. a storied history. Like yep. we, like we've been talking about this for a long time on Twitter. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure. I think we talked about it on the podcast too. Yes, yes. Like, but this is I'm talking about like years and years ago. Like you and I, like you, oh. like you tracked down like the bullpen buggy like picture like from Andy Strasberg and right. stuff like that. There was no photos. On the internet. Yeah. The whole internet. Yeah. There was no photo yeah. of any Padres bullpen buggy, and we found one. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. And every time I see someone tweet it, I'm like, I should get credit. And I'm like, mm, Andy should get credit. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, mm, yeah. and Gavin was really, actually, the, that guy that we barely know and definitely yeah. not a friend. Yeah. Uh, he was the one who actually helped me really track that thing down with yeah. Andy. But... But it's back this year. The the Diamondbacks have it. Not for the Padres. Not for the Padres. Yeah. Um, so the Diamondbacks have it. And basically the relievers use it if they want to. And the Padres finally, finally had a reliever use it. Right. Yeah, this was uh, Robert Stock's shining moment. Do you have the tweet uh, from his fiance? Uh, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. But I, I it was pretty great. So I had tweeted out like something like phase one complete robert you know you rode the bullpen buggy and i was like phase two get the padres to bring it back and somebody actually tweeted back to me that it, and it was a very valid point dang it i should look i should give you a shout out person who's clearly listening if you follow our twitter at zero chance pod then my guess is you most definitely listen to the podcast um but somebody wrote his name is noah at Noah F underscore Padres. Think about this. If the cart was around in the 90s and the 2000s, we would have never experienced Hoffman entering with Hell's Bells. It's true. That's a great point, you know? It is. Because I love the bullpen buggy, but he's absolutely right. Yeah. There is no Hell's Bells entrance. Counterpoint, Heath Bell never slides into the mound at the All-Star game either. Yeah. Yeah. Something to, just something to think about. People forget something, that. I know. People forget that. So, I don't know, man. I, uh, I I still would love to see it back. I think that maybe we look at this as, like, a great opportunity. Like, not only were we able to get uh, the best of both worlds. We had it at one point. Then we got Hell's Bells with Trevor's entrance. Now let's go back to the bullpen buggy because yeah. let's not pretend we're going to recreate Hell's Bells ever again. Exactly. Exactly. Did you find the tweet from I did fiance? find the tweet. What is her name? Uh, Sarah Krutwick? Wicks. Okay. Crit She's Wicks? stock. That's an upgrade on the last name. Uh, What's her handle? Yeah. Uh, at Sarah Crew okay. with a K. K R U. K R U. Yeah. Cool. So what? Let's hear it. Okay. So she said, "Me, come over, Robert Stock Six. I can't. Me, 
I have high speed internet and won't bother you while you play World of Warcraft, Robert. And then it's the <laughs> gif of him like running, running in, in real from the uh, the bullpen buggy. <laughs> That's pretty good. And like I, I love that she stayed true to like the World of Warcraft line because the e- the easy play, of course, is especially in current events, would have been to say Fortnite, right? Yeah. Like I have high Wi-Fi and you can play Fortnite without being bothered or whatever. And then he comes sprinting in. It's pretty good. And Robert yeah. Stock, he he liked our post that we did. Off yeah, Zero he's uh, he's really good on Twitter. So if yeah. you're not following him, give him a follow out At there. Robert Stock six. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Number the number six, not the word spelled out. Yes. Yeah, nice. Good on you, Robert. Good on you for having a good, uh, good Twitter, and good on you for throwing a hundred miles an hour. That's uh, that's some impressive stuff. Okay, all right. So Robert Stock, that's your goat of the week. No, oh, the bullpen buggy is my goat of the oh, week. Oh, sorry. That's uh, how dare I? And Robert Stock just he's he, he was a vessel. He, he 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 was a part of it. Okay. Um. So my goat of the week, and you know what's funny is I feel like we surround ourselves with people who are like-minded to us and we certainly don't ever talk politics on this and really i don't intend to talk politics now um maybe a little but my go to the week is kaepernick nice i uh i think that nike uh what they did obviously if you're listening to the if you listen to a podcast you know what we're talking about so kaepernick is now the face of nike's new just do it campaign and um, I don't even know. It's a believe in something, even if it means you have to sacrifice everything. Yeah. I think that's the, the tagline. I don't have it in front of me, but that's to my memory. And it's got Kaepernick's face. And then, you know, people are like, oh, this is terrible. He knelt for the national anthem. And, um, you know, clearly there is a, a, a very wide misunderstanding of what the intentions of Kaepernick were in, in kneeling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think that. There is also probably some misunderstanding in the campaign that Nike's doing. Like, anyone who thinks Nike didn't do this to make money is an idiot. Flat out, you're an idiot. Like, yes, they are making a social statement, which I love about them. I love that they're willing to push the envelope. I love that they're willing to throw out controversial. I mean, listen, half the people in the country love Trump and half don't. Half the people are going to think this ad is awesome, half aren't. And it's not a clear line. I'm sure there are some people who support one and not the other and vice versa there's lines that are being crossed there for sure but i think that the statement that they're making and that is like yeah you you sometimes if it's something you really believe in do it yeah and and i love that message i love that it's being sent and then the commercial did you see the commercial the actual no i haven't seen the commercial dude, it, it made me tear up yeah i know that's not shocking i'm a yeah. crier shocking but, yeah but it, it did it made me tear up it talked about um you know serena williams growing up at compton it talked about a little kid wrestler with no legs. It talked about um, the linebacker who, that has uh, only one hand, who's now just been announced. Uh, Shari- is it Sharif Griffin? I can't. I'm probably saying his name wrong, and I'm sorry. But um, he's starting starting linebacker for the Seahawks this week. Just named a starter by uh, Pete Carroll. So it's all these people that are overcoming adversity, and um, and it's like. I, I keep forgetting the taglines, but it's it's something along the lines of like it's not it's not crazy to, to dream. It's it's are you dreaming crazy enough or something along those lines? Um, so it's believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. And then um, and then there's another line about crazy. But man, I just I think I think it's really cool that um, they stuck their necks out. If like again, 
they're doing it to make money and i think it's going to work and then you know you've got people cutting out swooshes from their socks and burning their you know thirty dollar thrift store pickup uh secondhand nikes that look like you know old garbage tennis shoes yeah and like i haven't seen anybody burning uh three hundred dollar jordans yeah um and that's the other thing too it's funny it's like oh you want to take a stand against nike well guess what nike owns converse so why don't yeah. you go burn your chuck taylor's you freaking hippie yeah anyway so i think kaepernick like when, and, and the argument that, like, oh, he gave up this big contract to only get another big contract from Nike. Oh, yeah, that's really sacrificing everything. It's like, if you think that Kaepernick did what he did knowing that the implications of being blackballed in the NFL were there, which they were. Mm-hmm. But if you thought that he did that knowing, oh, this is going to land me this massive endorsement deal with Nike, you were outside of your mind. Yeah. You, you cannot make that argument, like, that he didn't sacrifice anything because here he is in this big face of this big campaign like that's just not it's not a logical argument to me um any 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 thoughts there on uh, my goat i i think that's a fantastic goat um like it, you're making me feel like crap now with my bullpen buggy uh <laughs> you got all like real and like deep to the the issues at hand and i think the bullpen yeah. buggy is also very important <laughs> it's just maybe a different uh, uh different category of uh, social justice yeah um no i i love the ad and it's it, the thing that uh those people like cutting their socks and stuff like that and burning shoes it's like it's just so ridiculous well all those that are the stuff. same people obviously that the reason they're doing it is because they believe that kneeling is a direct disrespect to the flag, to the soldiers, to America. And that has never been the agenda from yeah. day one. It is about voicing in a peaceful manner yep. the the racial injustice and inequality that exists in this have, country. Have you ever read the uh, story about the uh, the military guy who, who told Kaepernick yes. to like, take a yes. knee? Yeah, that's, that's, reading that story was absolutely like, fascinating. Like. Cause, like I didn't know all that stuff beforehand, yeah. and I just read that, and I was just like, wow, that's... Yeah. Yeah, so I I, uh, I think Kaepernick, um, you know, he's making a really smart business decision. My, Nike's making a smart business decision. So I'm certainly not suggesting that these are not like savvy business moves that are going to make them both a lot of money. They are, but they're also going to inspire an entire generation of people to do what's right. And that is See, what is more like, important How do we me. know that Kaepernick's going to be making a lot of money off of this? I can only assume like a guy who's who's totally been blackballed by the NFL and like by all these other like sports brands and everything. I mean, I haven't wouldn't seen, you, but he signed an endorsement deal with Nike to yeah. be the face of their largest thing. Yeah. So I think that. But they could. They, I mean, he could be. He could take whatever that they throw at him. Like, I mean, they could have thrown like you know, here's a contract for five dollars. I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't understand. I don't know what point you're really making right now. Are you saying we just don't know if he's benefiting from this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, his face is on billboards in Times Square and in every yeah. major city in the U.S. Did he know that was going to happen, though? I'm sure he signed up for this endorsement deal. Yeah. He's the voice of the. He narrates this commercial. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he is embedded in part of this campaign. So, I think that there's probably a very lucrative deal. Although, I'm not Darren Ravel, so I'm not positive on what the uh, contract <laughs> special negotiations yeah. are. Yeah. Um, I've never seen you on a basketball court, so I don't know if you're not Darren Ravel. I would dribble circles around that squid oh my god what an idiot that was the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life him (laughs) playing basketball yeah that's pretty good um 
All right, so second segment, brand new segment. Do you think we should do like make your editing life even worse? And we should music. like do like some kind of music and and do a little fun little like go to the week, go to the week. No, I'm not allowed to sing. So oh, that's true. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. Um, okay, so the new segment. I told you about it right before we filmed. Thank me later. Yeah. This is the segment where yeah. we individually, without even discussing it, we suggest something to the listening audience, whatever. It, it, this, there's no limit to what it could be. Yeah. Suggest something and then as long or, or even it, maybe it's not even a suggestion. Who knows? Whatever Food, it is. Beer. At the end, you just music. say, hey, thank me later. Movie. Like, I've now given you some information you did not previously have. Yeah. Or maybe you did, but maybe you did not. Thank me later. Yeah. So um, what made me think of it, this is not going to be my thank me later, which is weird, but it is what made me think of it. So there's two things. You, you know what Cutwater is, right? Cutwater yeah. Spirits? Yep. What, what is your understanding of Cutwater? Cutwater uh, is the previous Ballast Point Spirits. And uh, when the sale went down, they broke off and did their own thing. And yeah. they've thrived at it. So now they've got all these different alcohols. Yep. They do mixed cans yep. with like, you know, gin and tonics, rum and cokes, and vodka mules and all that kind of stuff. And two things about two th- thank me laters, although this isn't my official thank me later. It should be. God, this is a good one. I think I've told this on the pod before, though. After the seventh inning at Petco, alcohol sales stop. Yeah. Not if you go to Cutwater. At yeah. Cutwater, you are allowed to continue to purchase alcohol, and they have an amazing view down the line. It's right next to the Western Metal Building. It's on the Toyota Terrace level, but it's all glass windows. You can stand there, and there's an outdoor porch area so with a bunch of tables. You can go there, and you can order drinks, and you can watch the game, and it is glorious. Yeah. But... The actual Cutwater restaurant is here near Alesmith, here in Miramar, uh-huh. and they have a very, oh man, now I can't remember the name of it, some kind of spirit, it's their really high-end rum. Um, Fugu? No, 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 it's, no, not, sorry, not rum, uh, whiskey. It's their uh, devil something, or, um, dang it. Anyway, so what the, can you look it up, look up what their, um, what their, their, their like top shelf whiskey is so their top shelf whiskey if you order it they come out this is at the bar they come out and they will get a cube uh there's this guy named jj who's got a handlebar mustache and like the handlebar like raleigh finger style devil share devil share thank you i knew that devil and it's like you know you order like a a little tiny whatever couple ounce of it and it's like 50 bucks like it's not cheap but they will bring, because of the how expensive it is, they will bring out to you a cube. Yeah, that's the stuff. Oh, that's actually, there's, there's three levels of it. So there's like a regular and then a single malt, and then there's like this ex- exclusive one, which is even higher in. There's like three different types of devil share. So super expensive, and they bring out this huge cube of ice, and they get a huge butcher's cleaver, and they... they they carve the ice down to like basically the exact size of the glass. It looks like a diamond and they get it. So they have this chunk of ice. That's almost the size of your fist and they, they butcher knife it down into this cool shape on a cutting board right in front of you. It's awesome to watch. And then they put it in and then they spin it around in the cup and then they pour the whiskey over it. And then they will, they grab a branding tool and they brand cut water on the giant chunk of ice. Yeah. And it looks 
awesome. And it tastes awesome. And I know this doesn't help anybody at home, but I will show you a photo of it so you can see. It has oh, yeah. the Cutwater logo yeah. on the top of the ice that you're drinking. That's pretty cool. Like, it's awesome. Anyway, so I was thinking, oh, I need to talk about that at the podcast. And I was like, oh, we need more segments. And I was like, oh, I'm going to tell people about this. Yeah. Thank me later. Yeah. Ask for JJ if you're at the restaurant and he will chop up a cube of ice for you and you can thank me later. Yeah. And don't send me the bill because it's not cheap. Um, but that's not your thank me that's later. That's not actually though. my thank me later. But it is a great lead into what the, the, the segment as a whole is all about. Yeah. I feel like when you're introducing a segment, giving two examples of the thank me later is probably a pretty okay thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to do your – you want you start us off and then I'll finish us off. Okay, so I just found out about this uh, before we started recording. Yeah. So I was like, hey, got to come up with something. Yeah, you got to come up with something. It better be something that I'm going to thank you later for. Yeah. So over the weekend, I got to see – the Smashing Pumpkins. I've heard of them. Billy Corgan. Yeah. The world is a vampire. I'm not allowed to sing, so. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So on Saturday night, got to see the Smashing Pumpkins. I was never the biggest Pumpkins fan. Um, I mean, like, I, they had great, good songs, great songs yeah. and everything, but I was never, like, a huge fan. Uh, but my wife, she really wanted to go. Uh, she was a huge fan back in high school days. Kind of. Like, wait, 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 wait. You were, were you working the show or just... Uh, I I took pictures at the show. Okay, so um, but I, just, I also I, I just didn't know if you actually paid to go to shows I, anymore. I I did pay for this show actually. Oh yeah. Uh, I, so I, you're doing freelance work now? For no no no. <laughs> I, I I don't pay for a lot of shows, but uh, the old saying is, if you really 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 want to go to a show, let's just buy the tickets. And oh shoot! You know what we didn't talk about? What you not being at the Ice Cube show? Yeah, well, we can get to that. We get to that we later. Get that, yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, so I bought tickets for this one, and then I also got a photo pass for it. So I took pictures for uh, 91X, and um, oh, so you were able to go as a pedestrian, pedestrian, whatever, as a normal patron, but you were you were able to use your 91X status to get a special like access to areas so, so that you could take photos and then use them for the so here's the thing with like photo pass i didn't mean to open up a yeah. can of worms sorry get, i hope i didn't you get uh first three songs and most of the time it's in the photo pit area right in front of the stage however occasionally artists such as the smashing pumpkins like they have a lot going on on the stage and they don't want photographers in the, the photo pit area so you have to go all the way back to the soundboard area so you're way in the back. So like, you know, to take photos. Yeah. So you have to have a pretty long lens for that. Oh, yeah. how long was your lens, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> a little, little 200 action. Yeah. The real short lens. Yeah. A little, little short lens. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I took pictures um, and then went up to my seat and enjoyed the rest of the show. And I was absolutely blown away by their performance. Really? Yeah. It was really good. So, like, from, like, the production value, like, of all the stuff that they had on the boards behind him, um, from the song selections, they played for over three hours. That's that's actually longer than I think I could even stand at a concert. It, it, it didn't seem like three hours, though, just because just, like, every song, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's like that's another, like, radio song. hit. I yeah. know this song. I, I know, know this, this song. This is a jam. And, um... Uh, like they sounded great. Um, did they do landslide? Yeah, they did. I love that song. Yeah, 
I like. I think that they did a better job than Stevie Nicks. Yeah, they they, they mixed in mixed in like a few uh, few covers in yeah. there. Like they did like a Bowie cover and stuff like that. So <laughs> they like played Hey Jude. You're like, I didn't know this was yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I think they did play a Beatles song. I can't remember which one now. Yeah, but cool. yeah, they just played a bunch of awesome nice. songs. It was it was a great great show, and like well worth buying the tickets and all that stuff. Um, so if you get a chance to see them, I suggest doing it. So d- is there anything in particular that he did that made him your, like, thank me later? You know, like, the, the w- like is it just that the show was so good, you're telling everyone to go see it, thank me later? Uh, well, I mean, on top of the show there, like, it was, like, later that, actually, it was I think it was the next morning. I, I was scrolling through Instagram and stuff, and I saw that he posted on Instagram uh, that day a picture of the swinging fryer. Oh, that's awesome. Thank me later. Yeah, thank me later. Uh, so uh, William P. Corgan on Instagram hmm. said, yes, yes, I'm a blue-blooded OG Cubs fan all the way, but this is also but this also is my era of vintage baseball iconography. Iconic, how do you say that? <laughs> what are you talking about, I've, bro? I've been drinking heavily. Oh, uh, iconography? Iconography, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird, though. If he's a diehard Cubs fan. Said he's always had a spo- soft spot for the Padres. <laughs> soft spot for the uh, 84 National League Championship Series? Yeah, he, he found this shirt out shopping today and met lots of nice people as well out on the streets of right. San Diego. Look at that. Swinging Friar. Swinging Friar. Good for him. Yeah. All right. So he is your go see a show, thank me later. Yeah. Good okay. show, and he likes the Swinging Friar. And he likes Swinging Friar. As a Cubs fan. That sounds very Eddie Vedder of him. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, we dominated the Vetter Cup this year. Which, by the way, that video that we never talked about that either. That video that the Mariners produced on that the Vetter Cup. Awesome. So freaking legit. Yes. Like, that actually got me pumped up again to, like, go through the old Vetter Cup stuff and, like, all of Jeremy Nash's old artwork. And, like, that was, that was really cool. Um, okay. So, my uh, thank me later. If you have not started watching. The new Jack Ryan series on Amazon Prime, it is incredible. Is it? It is so good. Now, I know that people are just going to see the goofy guy from The Office and be like, really, Jack Ryan? Um, Because Jack Ryan is supposed to be a badass. I think, you know, he's been played by, if memory serves, Alec Baldwin in Hunt for Red October. Then, obviously, Harrison Ford, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. And then I think Ben Affleck was him in like the younger version of like Some of All Fears or yeah I, I um, think so with Morgan Freeman I ca- I can't remember exactly but always have enjoyed um, that series the Jack Ryan character and so I was really skeptical going into this one but oh my gosh my w- and my wife loves it too so if that if you guys are anything like me listening maybe your significant other. Um, whom you obviously love enough to have them as their, your significant other, they they don't necessarily have the same taste in in shows or movies as you. So I find myself watching a lot of shows by myself, like uh-huh. Game of Thrones. Like you watch that by yourself? Yeah, dude. Yeah. My, I've tried so many times to get my wife to watch it, and she'll walk in, and it's like, oh, like within five seconds, like someone's getting raped in the background, and someone's getting beheaded, 
And I'm like, and she's like, what is Incest wrong? Incest. Yeah, she, yeah. What's wrong with you? Like, I, I hate this. I hate that you like it. And I'm like, I promise it's not always like this. You, it's characters. And it doesn't always work. So I am obsessed when we find a show that we both really, really enjoy. And this is absolutely that show. Really? So, yeah, okay. we've watched, I think maybe there's six episodes. We've watched five. Yeah. Um, in like a three or four day span. Like, is it so? Do they release the whole season, kind of yes. like Netflix? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can just power in through yeah. it and binge it. I'm sure. So there's only six episodes for the I season. I think. I mean, maybe it's more. Huh. I mean, maybe misremembering. Yeah. Um, but I have one more to go. I believe. However many it is. Maybe I'm. I'm not uh, getting my numbers correct. But it is very good. And I mean, also it's like hardcore. Like you watch this stuff, like about refugees and the war on um terrorism and it, i mean it is like it is gnarly yeah but it's so so good like i have i didn't i had very low expectations for it because i thought that he was a weird cast and and i still think there's a couple of weird casting things like the, his kind of love interest in the show is a weird cast to me uh but anyway I was very, 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 very impressed, and I'm excited to see the the last, uh, the last episode. So yeah, go watch Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime. Thank me later. Cool, Amazon. If you're looking to uh, sponsor a <laughs> podcast, you yeah, know, I know these guys, Rick and Brady, yeah, and uh, Zero Chance Podcast. We'd love to have you. Uh, so yeah, thank me later. That's our. So yours is uh, go see Billy Corgan live. Thank yeah. me later. Go see Jack Ryan. Thank me later. Yeah. And while you're at it, go enjoy Cutwater Spirits, both at the restaurant and at the ballpark. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else are we going to get to this week? Um, Did you happen to see that chick, that psychopath who dipped chicken fingers in soda at the U.S. Oh Open? Oh, my God. What, yeah. do you, is she in jail yet, do you think? It's, it's funny. Like I, I read up. Somebody finally tracked her down. And uh, they interviewed her and said, like, hey, like, what's the deal with this? And she said that she was there with her nephews. Um, and that she had been doing the whole dipping chicken in soda, like to like cool it off, like for years and years now. And then she ended up liking it. So now she does it all the time. And like, she like keeps it like on the DL, but like it's just blasted out there for the world now. <laughs> so uh, much for the DL lady. Yeah. What's funny is that I guarantee my son Beckett, who's six and my daughter Atlee guarantee would do that and they would love it yeah. one because they're always like it's too hot yeah and two i mean there's there's sugar in soda then yes yeah so yeah. i actually think it's probably delicious but yeah. i love the like the the fake internet outrage like yeah. i think from zero chance account i was like do these kids know they're sitting with a psychopath you know like <laughs> like i just it's i don't know i, I love i love fake internet outrage about yeah. things it's great and and like call it you know <laughs> like I think the Deadspin article was like, I have people online that I've never met telling me I should be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Like, it just makes me uh, laugh. Like nobody really thinks you should go to jail. They just think that you're doing something really weird. Yeah. You know? That was that was very strange. Super and just, strange. But just I love to catch it all on, on camera too. It's it's wonderful. Uh let's let's also talk about one more thing too before we go. Because you got a draft, I got a draft tonight, so we'll. we'll I'm not drafting Le'Veon Bell tonight. I can yeah. tell you that much. We'll see. We'll see. Frick. Don't draft so him. Thank me later. <laughs> yeah. This. No, we both have two thank me later's. <laughs> Gosh, it's so frustrating. Uh, man. We we should actually tell the people who are about to draft over here yeah. not to draft him. Man, look at this setup. They set yeah. up a. 
a full like it's, it's impressive. A, it looks like an office boardroom. The yeah. U tables set up. Yeah. They all have laptops. They've got a huge board on the wall. That's how one they of my write down their is. drafts. That is gnarly. Yeah. I do have guys that will like every year they fly out to Vegas and it's like a auction draft. Yeah. It's like it, I'm I'm much more inc- like I have a league that I, I think there's twelve guys in it. Two of the guys from the league are coming over to my house and like three of us will draft together. Yeah. And then everybody else is either in different cities or I don't like them. <laughs> don't want to invite them over. <laughs> Not true. So okay, so before we, you know, finish th- things up here. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. Let's talk about you mentioned psychos dipping chicken in soda. Yeah. Can we talk about the psychos who actually call people all the time, too? Listen, you dumb SOB. I don't know why you feel that. Okay. I'm <laughs> driving. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. driving and I need to talk to you. Yeah. And so instead of texting and driving, because that's a good way to die, I call you. Yeah. And you respond back immediately. Why are you calling? Why don't you text? And yeah. I'm like, answer my effing phone call. What kind of psychopath can't pick up the phone? Uh, what kind of psychopath calls people? Dude, if I'm driving or like if I have a thought, if I'm walking yeah. around my office and I don't want to just be like head buried in thought, like I'll pick up my phone and just call you because I yeah. have an idea or I have a thought or I have a whatever. Yeah. And you, it's like even if you're available, I feel like you won't pick up. <laughs> like on principle, you are offended if I don't give you like a text message that says, FYI, Rick, I'm about to call you like normal human beings do. And maybe it's because I'm in sales that like things that happen over text or over email, tones can be misconstrued. Get all those red braids. Yes. What is wrong with you? At least it's good to see Heidi's red every once in a while, too. Yeah. At least you ignore her just like you ignore me, you jerk. Yeah. yeah. It's like... I got a nice little string there where I answered it. To compare me... To the psychopathic <laughs> doing. Brady, Brady, Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, you suck, dude. This is me wheeling and dealing for the podcast, yeah. and you just ignoring me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not okay with it, and I'm not a psycho. Uh, and I definitely don't need to talk about anything else on this podcast. Um, we do have big, big news coming up soon for the pod. Yeah, we actually well, really do. I know. Yeah. So we not only are we going to be probably on next week's episode of Padres POV on Fox Sports San Diego, but then we've got something more that I think we need to hold off yeah. and, and, and wait to unveil later. Yes, yes. But I'm very excited about it. Yeah. All right. Anything and else we need to do? We're going to have a lot of guests, too. Oh, yeah. That's our new thing. We're going to break news, yeah. bring guests, yeah. have, have segments, blow your mind. How's yeah. that website coming, you clown? It's it's coming still. <laughs> yeah, I it's bet. still coming, yeah. I bet it is. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, wish us luck on our fantasy draft, and uh, we'll see you, or you'll see us, on Fox Sports San Diego. All right. Again. Again. All right. All right. Peace. <laughs>